Welcome to the Succeed with Content Strategy podcast, the show that shares knowledge and insights into applying content strategy principles to your marketing and professional efforts. I'm your host, Rebecca Stewart, content strategist, content strategy coach, and co-founder of Content Academy. In this podcast, I share the latest trends and get the inside scoop from business owners, marketers, and content strategy professionals on how their content is propelling them forward. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and let's start learning how we can succeed with content strategy. Hello, and welcome to episode 14 of the Succeed with Content Strategy podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Stewart. So this is a special episode. We're not having a special guest today where I talk with them about how they succeed with content strategy. Instead, I want to share with you how the content strategy career has evolved over the years. And I feel that I am an authority of talking about this because I grew up with it. I was a content strategist before it even had a name and I was doing this type of work and I just fell into it. So this is a podcast that's going to tell you a little bit about how content strategy has evolved and why it's so important nowadays and how I got into this as well. So I want to start off with explaining how I got into this. So as I've said before, if you've listened to past episodes, I have an undergrad degree in nutrition and a graduate degree in exercise science. So it makes sense that I'm content strategist, right? (laughs) What happened was I was really focused on marketing and my ideal job was to be an editor of a magazine that had complicated information to take exercise and nutrition information and being able to share it and promote it to the world. And I was able to do that through the places that I worked. I worked at a corporate fitness center where I wrote newsletters and then I worked as a wellness coordinator at Northwestern Memorial Hospital We coordinated all these different wellness programs where we went into organizations to talk about health and wellness. We did health assessments. So what happened was during that time, when I was in grad school, that was in 1996, that's when the internet started to come alive. And we were wondering, what the heck is this? We were IMing people online. It was so cool talking to people across campus. And I had the opportunity to take a couple of workshops of how to write hello in blinking lights using Netscape. So we all thought we were pretty cool coding and doing HTML. And there was something there. We knew there was something there. We didn't know what this internet was going to do for us, how it was going to work, but little did we know it was going to change our lives forever. So a couple of years later, I graduate, go work at the fitness center, move to Northwestern Memorial Hospital, work there. And I worked with the physicians group. And I worked with them indirectly. So we were partners and the marketing director asked me if I'd be interested in helping them with their health information content on their website. And I was like, this is ideal. This is perfect. Yes, I want to help with that. And now this is about 1999. So I started in 1998 at Northwestern. And 1999, if you can remember, or if you don't know, that this was a time when corporations had websites, but it was all PDFs. So just a list of annual reports, of brochures, of newsletters, the home pages had a left navigation and contact information, basic stuff. It was something that they said, hey, we know the corporations say, hey, yeah, we know we need to have a website. So let's just throw something up there. There was no rhyme or reason. There was no content strategy. There was no message. There was no user experience. It was just another brochure, just a different channel. 
So in 1999, I worked for the physicians group, figuring out what type of health information to post for our patients. And within a month or so, I ended up just saying, hey, can I just take over the whole site and help with the content for the whole site? And that was with physician bios and how do we provide information of how to contact them. So it was such a great opportunity to be involved in that experience because we didn't know what the heck we were doing. There were no rules. There was no UX. We didn't know how people were using this. We didn't know how they were going to use it. And we added content. We had to use HTML and we had to do this whole big technical stuff to transfer all that information. The new content could launch at a certain time each night. So we didn't even have, as a content owner, really a lot of ability to do a lot of things on our own. We had to learn a lot of coding. So that was fun. I'm glad we don't have to do that anymore. So what's happening, though, in the bigger picture with these organizations, it is becoming easier for people to post. So the tech guys were saying, you know what, I'm just going to hand this over to all these marketing people if they want to post stuff. So we'll give them access that they can do this. Well, what happened is then all of these websites were just throwing content up there. And then all of a sudden it was, well, I can't find this information. I heard that they're telling their audience, go to the website to get information, but they couldn't find it because they have this site of all of this content, but no understanding of where things were. So UX was born. Roughly 2000, that some very smart people got together and said, you know, we need websites that are easy to navigate. And they introduced the term information architecture user experience, interaction, wireframes. So now the websites started becoming easier to use. We didn't get lost in a sea of brochures. We could find our way home. We were like, oh, this is so cool. This is getting easier. It's getting nicer to look at. We got rid of all the old icons and we got beautiful images. We got visual designers could have come in and help us design these beautiful sites. And thanks to content management systems, more and more people were able to post more information faster. That information could be posted on the fly. And again, we still didn't have that one role, that content strategist who said, wait, is this the right information that we want to post? Is it out of date? When do we need to take this information down? Is it what the users want? Is it supporting our business needs? So now between the technology and the user experience and the ease of putting all this content on the site, content strategy was born. So roughly 2003, and again, I'm taking this from my own personal experience, but around this time, digital agencies were growing and changing, and they were still not sure what a content strategist was. There were so many agencies that did it. And luckily, I was so fortunate to found Manifest Digital, who had content strategy roles. So when I saw the job open up at Manifest, I applied, got it, and worked with about 11 other content strategists. And we worked closely with the user experience architects, with the tech guys, with the visual designers, project managers, to put these experiences together. So now people are looking at the, con at least in the agency, in my experience, they're looking at content strategists says, all right, can you tell me what type of content that they have on their site now? What type of content is needed? So do we need video? Do we need blogs? Which at that time, blogs still weren't really there in 2003, not hugely in corporations. It was, how are you going to migrate this content over? And I always say, if you want to be a content strategist, find a project where you can migrate thousands of pieces of content and you will forever be changed. That's the only way you can really become a great content strategist because you understand the needs that it takes to move that content over. 
So now what's happening, you have these content strategists who are just helping with the websites. I mean, I'm talking about websites here because we really, we had some apps. They were starting to get big too later on. And so we're trying to figure out how does all of this fit in? So we're figuring this out. More content strategists are coming into agencies. And now the term content marketing was born. And this is thanks to technology. So around 2010, yeah, this is where social media tools are becoming more and more popular. Again, they've been around, but now it's a little bit more, oh, we can use these for business. It's not just personal. So Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. I don't even think we talked about Instagram too much until the last couple of years that really has made an impact on organizations and small businesses. And then in LinkedIn. So all of these different channels are coming in. And now you need a content strategy for that. And not only do you need a content strategy for each of those channels, you need to have a content strategy of how are all of these channels linking together. So going back, though, to content marketing is now these channels are giving us the opportunity to tell the story about our product and service. It's not just saying, okay, I'm selling this piece of paper. This is the size. This is the color. This is the cost. No, now you're telling the story of you can use this paper to make beautiful paper airplanes. And here's how we're going to show you how to do it. So it's that I have a problem and I'm going to go online to search for it. And whichever company has the best article about it is who I'm going to start to be loyal to. That's the concept of that. So I've always said that you need to have a strong content strategy in order to have a great content marketing. So understanding that when information is going to be posted, where it's going to be posted, how it's supporting the business, how it's supporting your audience, all of that strategy needs to be done beforehand so then you can develop great content. In 2014, Forbes posted an article that said that director of content is the top marketing job. So this was very exciting. So it's proof that companies see the value of well-organized, well-maintained, well-shared content. And they're looking to content strategists and content marketers to develop and share that message. They're putting their money and removing it from the traditional marketing, and they're starting to put it into more the non-traditional, the digital experience. And this is so important because I know a lot of people think, oh, well, content's free. It's definitely not free because you need to hire people who can develop it, who can manage it, who can nurture it, who can share it. It is definitely not free. If anything... It probably takes a little bit longer because now you have to hire all these people in-house or agency. Either way, you're hiring people to do this work. And if you're writing a blog post or you're developing a podcast, it takes time to say, what is it that we want to say? When are we going to create this? When are we going to post this? Who's going to post it? So understanding, though, that companies are creating director of content was so such a big step to really make this career credible. We also have, from a technology perspective, of thinking about SEO and why content strategy is so important with SEO. So back in the day when I remember working and we would say, we need keywords. And this was back in 2009 and say, how are we going to add these keywords? And they would say stuff. Let's stuff the page with keywords. And I always remember thinking, well, that doesn't make sense because if we have a keyword on a page that we're not talking about that topic that doesn't make any sense. But it was a game. It worked. That's what we had to do. To, we had to play the game in order to be found. And in 2015 was when things changed. That's when Google announced the Panda algorithm. And it focused on the quality of content and mobile optimization. 
And I can remember all of us sitting around, oh, we need to make sure we have the M in front of the URL. We need to make sure we're creating content that people want. Like, okay. It's, it's so funny. All the content strategists are kind of sitting there going, we've been saying this for the past 10 years. Yeah, this is exactly what it is. But you know, it just takes a while for people to get used to it and understand. And so when we're thinking about SEO, to me, content strategy is what articles do we need to write? What are the headlines that we need? What are people asking so we can write a headline that will match what they want as close as possible? And I love that this happened because the reason why this happened is Google said, hey, if we want to be successful, we need to display results that people are going to be happy with because if they're not happy, they're going to go somewhere else. So they did the right thing. And so by saying you need to be credible, you need to be relevant, you can't fake articles you can't fake your keywords and make it a good piece of content that people are going to like and support their needs. What that means. So you have all this SEO, you have quality content. Okay, well, quality content, what is that? Well, now this is where blogs come in. So in 2016, there's a podcast from Rainmaker and the podcast name is Unemployable. And the title of the podcast episode was Blogging is Back. And the host, Brian Clark, he's a pro blogger founder and Darren Rouse, who is the part of the Rainmaker, they discussed corporate blogging and they said it's stronger than ever. And they said, really, corporate blogging and content marketing are such interchangeable words, terms. What they're showing is that organizations, if they want to play the game, if they want to be on top, if they want to support their audience, if they want to be relevant, they need a blog. They need to tell the story behind the story of their service. Again, this is really nothing new. John Deere started this in the early 1900s with their publication, The Furrow. They created this information to help farmers farm better. They gave them tips. They gave them credible information. And then they advertised their products as well. But the whole thing was that the reason they got so many readers was because it was helpful information. It was solving the farmer's problems. So this is nothing new. It's just what's changed is that corporations have to now become more publishing focused. Change is hard, though. It was slowed going because that's a change in your whole recruiting process. It's a change in your staff. It's figuring out within our staff, do they have the skills to do this? Do they understand how to do this? And this is just a little side note of this is why I started to succeed with content strategy. Because I want to say, you don't have to be a content strategist to do content strategy. You can call yourself a marketer, but you need to understand the principles of content strategy in order to succeed. So this is 2016. Yes, the term is becoming more and more mainstream. And what I found too is the challenge of finding this skill set. So when I was a hiring manager at the two different agencies, we would ask for a content strategist. We get a lot of journalists, but they didn't have some basic principles that they needed as a true content strategist. So that's where the supply and demand was not in line. And so that's why I started Succeed with Content Strategy and partnered with Scott Winneraw to create Content Academy to teach people who wanted to become content strategists and give them the tools and the skills that they needed to be successful with them. So as you see the reason why content strategy is becoming so important, in my opinion, is because technology, because the way that technology has changed, it has made it easier for people to find the information and it's made it easier for people to develop information. Think about it. You can create beautiful videos on your phone, post it onto Instagram, get tens of thousands of followers, 
if you are doing it really well and create your own content. You no longer need to hire a video production agency. It's becoming so mainstream and so easy because technology is letting us create our content and make us be more creative than ever. Thank goodness for that. So that's another lesson though, whether you are a content strategist, a marketer, PR, you need to understand what technology is out there so you can plan your content strategy around that technology. So what's the next big thing? So Instagram, the last thing that they did really big was the Insta TV. So now it's, do we need to do that? Is that going to work? Is it going to flop? Is it going to be more work for us? Are we going to get rid of something else? So these are all the things that you need to think about. So that's the lesson here is that for content strategy, keep up with the technology, know what's coming so you can prepare what your content strategy plan should be. So I hope you have enjoyed these podcast episodes. I am going to take a hiatus for a little while and my applied content strategy course is starting. So I'm going to be focusing my energy on that. If you want to continue the conversation of content strategy, and get some coaching, please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Succeed with Content Strategy. You can also join the cohort, which is a private Facebook group. All you have to do is search for Succeed with Content Strategy cohort and request to join. I'll let you in. Visit me on succeedwithcontentstrategy.com or you can email me at rebecca at contentacademy.com but I'd love to talk with you and answer any questions you have, whether you want to become a content strategist, you're a marketer, you're a small business owner, you're a huge business owner, you're CEO. I've helped so many different types of people with their content strategy to support their needs to help them succeed. I'd love to talk with you as well. So enjoy, I wish you the best and I hope you succeed with content strategy. So there you have it. A huge thank you to Andrea Clunder and Edwin Ruiz at the Creative Imposter Studios for editing the Succeed with Content Strategy podcast. Please subscribe so you can hear more interviews from people who are succeeding with content strategy.